hello and welcome to another episode of Utterly Unviable. We are somewhere in the middle of the first series. I don't know what episode this is. I don't know what day it is, to be honest. But um, yeah, it's still going. I've not had a cease and desist. No threat of legal action. I haven't even got any abuse on Twitter. Just probably because I don't have Twitter, but you know what I mean. Um... This week I've got a lovely chat with Matt, who is a musical theatre guru, is how I'm going to describe them. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed my chat with them. There was a lot of um, really interesting stuff in amongst the usual chaos of this particular format. As always, uh, a little reminder to rate and review. And um, yeah, and go and check out the back catalogue. I don't really have anything else to say in these intros, um, apart from the fact that I hate this country, I need to leave, and I've had enough of the rain. Um, yeah, that's all. Supporting people to be in viable jobs which provide genuine security. I'm an actor. No, no, that's not viable. I work in textile. No, no, that's not viable. I have three tones. No, 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 that's not viable. Fuck you. Viable jobs no, no, that's not viable. which provide. Well, hello and welcome to this week's episode of Utterly Unviable. Today I am joined by a director of musical theatre, uh, a video editor of videos, a creative, a careerist, a collaborator and soon to be drag superstar. It's the one, it's the only, it's Matt Powell. Hi! <laughs> That's Hi, that's an intro. That's a, that's a real intro. I hate that long list of stuff on on my bio, but yeah, it's true. <laughs> All of the labels. It's great. Yeah, I've just um my intros basically consist of throwing words at people and hoping mm. that a couple of them stick. Yeah. I think that pretty much sums me up. Yeah. Sort of. Sort of sort of almost. Sort of, sort of almost. I think who knows. It changes on the daily to be fair. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, tell tell us in your own words what's going on. Where did it all start for you? What's the what's the creative thing? What are you doing? What is a director? Who is oh. a videographer? What's going on? All of the things. So, okay, I'll start where it began. So yeah, I I, mean, I direct and produce musical theatre. It's my main my main bag, and that started in. 2013 when I set up an Amdram company back home to do Avenue Q. I was 17 years old and oh. then from there it all sort of exploded and it went on to producing huge youth theatre productions, some lesser known musicals in smaller theatres um, and I did that for about, I did that until 2017 um, and never until, like never during that time had any formal training or any mentorship and then my boyfriend at the time was off to drama school and I was like, oh, maybe I should look at formal training. Um, tried to audition for musical theatre thinking that was the pathway. Uh, but those mm -hmm. terrible auditions featuring Franklin Shepherding from Merrily We Roll Along are burnt, are burnt <laughs> out in the past and we're never going to revisit them again. Um, but yeah, so I, I ended up applying for a performing arts course at Central um, and I got in and then sort of over the past few years, I've been studying as well as working for their master's music theatre course as an assistant director and have been mm. um, 
sort of collaborating closely with Adam Lenson, who's an incredible director and producer of new musicals. And then graduated last year um, in a pandemic and sort of took, took that sort of initiative in the pandemic to dive into making digital theatre, um, which has ranged from song cycles to festivals to launching new musicals in innovative ways. Um, that's my vibe, like looking at how we can amplify new stories, particularly new queer musical theatre stories um, through multiple different ways. And also within the smorgasbord of me, which I love that saying, smorgasbord of me, that'll be the, the biography title at some mm -hmm. point. Um, I video design and edit. So I've done a lot of editing work for digital shows, which is a skill I learned making Doctor Who fan films age 12, <laughs> tragic. <laughs> Um, right. Which are somewhere on the internet that can't be buried. So that's that's a funny Easter egg for people to find. Mm -hmm. um, and I, um, yeah, that also is translated to doing video design. So I video sort of created projection backdrops and uh, for digital performances, overlays and things like that um, for shows on stage and on screen. So and that's me in a nutshell. And I have some drag work coming out in June, which is all a bit new and a bit a bit different but yeah I do a lot of things I do a lot of things and I think I do them to a relatively decent standard yeah I mean it sounds like you've been um busy yeah I I tend to keep my I, that's my problem I keep myself too busy like I'll be like yes let's do a new musical yes let's do a new writing night yes let's do all the things and then like I just fall asleep in four bottles of wine <laughs> to like going why did I do all of this but it's worth it it's like I am very lucky to like be making a living out of making queer musicals. It's great. Hey, there can't be a lot of people making a living out of queer musicals. Absolutely. Three or four? You know. Four or five? Yeah, probably that, yeah. <laughs> um, well, um, I would, um, I am impressed that you're making a living out of queer musicals, but obviously this podcast is all about trying to turn this ship around. So um, uh, we're going to take this quiz, which has been designed so, so helpfully by the UK government. Oh, babes. I know. Aren't they just the best? Um, they've been, and so they've made this quiz, which is a multiple choice thing, um, which gives you a job. In fact, it's not really, it doesn't really give you a job. It just reveals your destiny is kind of a better way Great. of thinking about it. Oh gosh, I so need that because I feel so lost as to what I should be doing with my mm -hmm. life. Like all of it, it's not like I'm doing a real job. I sort of, you know, mm. just, 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 just jazz hands my way through the day. So I need the help. I'm so grateful to be here to figure out my destiny. Well, you're so welcome. And I really hope we're gonna be able to help you uh, today. But before we get on to the quiz itself, which is, of course, the most important part. Um, I want to get a sense of how how far things have gotten, like how much things mm. have fallen apart. And in order to do that, I'm going to ask you this question. What is the mm. least viable thing you've done this week? Oh, good question. I mean, I've done, like, dramaturgy for a two-hander queer musical and I've also pitched it round multiple venues with the hope it'll be a business venture. But I haven't heard back from any of them yet. So, cry. Yeah. Could you, um, could you explain for us, Matt, um, what, what, yes, I think I will swear. What the fuck is a dramaturge? 
Oh, it's it's basically like giving advice and sort of making a story make more sense. It's some people might say it's like taking the dreams of someone and crushing them completely. I am slightly joking here. <laughs> um, it, it's a bit like if the serious answer would be like providing guidance in reshaping and developing a show, which is what I do. I develop musicals and develop artists and help them make sense of their work and be that second eye, mm -hmm. which sometimes involves destroying people's dreams. Mm. Not that often, but you know, um, sometimes. Rare occasion. Absolutely. <laughs> um, okay, should we get on to the quiz, Matt? Let's do it. It's time to take, it's time to take. Okay, my first question for you, Matt, is I enjoy planning a task more than actually doing it. And you have put, it depends. Mm. What is the last plan that you failed to carry out? Whew. Um, I've had many an arts council rejection recently. <laughs> um, I think that's why I ticked it depends because like so much of my job is going, we could do it in 10 different ways and none of them happen. So like <laughs> it's, yeah, I, yeah, I think I would say, I, yeah, I've had one too many rejections recently where I've had like great ideas to set up development schemes or get a show into workshop and, the often the government grr, have uh, like burst that balloon and won't give me any of that sweet sweet public funding oh no oh no um okay so but in general you're quite good at making plans it's just mm. the it's and it's really just it's really just getting the government to help you do those look yeah it's that is so what it is it's like that or like rich investor sugar daddies like you know just trying to flirt flirt your way into them to give you the money to do the thing mm. it's everything so money driven mm. like and I, I i do despise that a little bit that you feel like you have to bend over backwards to try and even get a hypothetical off the ground um yeah yeah quite depressing sorry oh yeah it's either the government or the rich sugar daddies mm. yeah well mm. Good luck with them. Well, hopefully, Thanks. you know what? Maybe you'll never have to talk to any of them ever again. If you get a lovely job in dental hygienistry, you'll be free. Absolutely. You know what? You know what? Like, it won't be something I miss at yeah. all. It will not be something I miss. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about plans. I I think I make a lot of plans. But unlike you, it's not It's not the government that stops me. It's a kind of, um, mm. I think it's just reality. Yeah. Like, I've had a plan since I was maybe eight to like fill a swimming pool with tea bags and make a giant cup of tea. Like I just thought, yeah. I thought that was the best idea. Not happened yet. Yeah, that's the key word. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm too optimistic sometimes. So one day, I think that's a brilliant idea. You should do it, you should just do it. Yeah. You should just do Does it. Does it count as domestic terror? No, maybe not. Maybe it's just, maybe it's just ASBO level. Maybe that's fine. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I think Asbo could be quite chic. chic. Mm. <laughs> Stylish. Stylish. Maybe. Um, yeah, okay. All right, so we're, so we're okay at making plans. And, and you're mm. okay at doing them. But um, yeah. we're, just, we're just fed up of the... Um, the gatekeepers. The gatekeepers. Yeah. The, yeah. the fat cats. Yeah. 
Yeah. The money rollers. Absolutely. All of those those terrible, terrible people. Exactly. Okay. Um, another question for you, Matt. I like doing things mm-hmm. in a careful order. And once again, you've gone with the, the ultimately non-committal answer. It depends. I, I'm an organised chaos of a person. Like, I'll pretend mm-hmm. to be org. I love a spreadsheet. Oh, do I love a spreadsheet. Great. You know, can't go wrong with a good Google sheet. But I also know that, like, my methods sometimes can just be a bit spontaneous. I know as a director, I'm like, let's see what the heck happens in the room and we'll figure it out somehow. But, like, I know as a producer, I'm very methodical. As a creative, mm. I'm like, ah, do the thing, do the do all of the things, make the things, video walls and all of that stuff. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> It depends. Non-committal, like the rest of my life. Sure. Okay. So, um, careful order. Let's think about some specific orders. Mm. Okay. Milk, then tea, mm-hmm. or tea, then milk? Tea, then milk, because I'm yeah. not a monster. Who does milk, then? Either, either the people that do milk, then tea are insane, mm. or they are just the best human beings in the sense that they can actually understand how much milk they need. Do you know what I, I mean? Like, there's a lot of foresight going on. There is a lot. Like, clearly those people have their lives too much together. Mm. Clearly. I I think that's just chaos waiting to happen. Terrible, terrible idea. <laughs> yeah, I'll go along with that. Um, brushing teeth before or after the breakfast? Do you eat breakfast or are you a are you a non-breakfaster? No, I, I'm you... a breakfaster. I'm okay. a you have to be careful how you say that else. It sounds quite political. Uh breakfast, <laughs> breakfast. Ah. Um ah, anyway, <laughs> rewind. Um Oh, that's a good one. I mean it depends. So sometimes I'm a brunch person, so I will have brushed my teeth before. But mm-hmm. I tend mm, I I'm fluid with that. I'm very yeah. very it depends. Yeah, I keep it fluid. Keep it cute. It's fine. Um, okay, yeah, teeth. I can never decide. I, w- I used to have very strong opinions about it, but now in lockdown, mm. in like what is, whatever it is, year 42 of national lockdown, to be honest, it's lucky if it happens. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I'm lucky. I'm lucky if I manage to do it at all before <laughs> midday. That's, uh, yeah. that's an achievement. Uh, like w- w- when, when the world isn't shut down, like, the routine is get up, teeth, shower, then I'm either on my way and I get breakfast on my way or I have my breakfast and then go. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the pandemic has thrown all our hygiene into a slight question. Other than those hands, those hands are so clean. Yeah, from, yeah. From all the anti-pack. Yeah. <laughs> Other than the hands, everything else has fallen yeah. apart. Terrible. Okay, another question then. Um, I like to meet new people. Mm. How you be at that? How you be at the new people? Um, I think it... You've put agree, by the way. Yeah. Sorry, I will tell you what you've written. Because there was strongly agree and agree, and then it depends, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, I wasn't sure on this one, because I'm a... Like, within my work, I meet a lot of people, but I'm very, like, I'm quite introverted personally, so I get a bit, oh, so I feel like I perform up part of my personality when working, or within a certain mm. circle. Um, I do like people on the most part, but um, 
yeah, I think because it's a huge part of my job at the moment, I was like, yeah, yeah, I, I like new people. Ish. Yeah, that was convincing. Ish, ish. It's, about, it's why it's not ish. strongly agree. It's a, yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> How are you doing with new people in lockdown? Have you met anyone that isn't on Zoom? My, my contact with people has really trailed. Honestly, I... I, I think I like in the weird limbo where bars were open, I went for a drink with um some I went for a drink with like a producer friend that was really nice. Um I've met so many people in lockdown that I've never met, like virtually that I've never met in person. And like mm. have collaborated intensely on projects with people that yeah. I've never met. And I've had a few opportunities where I've worked in the real world, um, whatever that means now. Um so I have met mm-hmm. new people and it has been quite nice. But my favourite thing when meeting someone I know, I feel like I know so well virtually, I like then meet them and I'm six foot one and they're like five foot. And it's like, ah, I forget how tall I am. And I sort of forgot that was a thing over the past year. Yeah. Yeah. It's always height. Mm. That is the strangest moment when you meet, some- meet someone in real life. Um, Yeah, I... I... Yeah, the, I mean, the last person I met was a woodpecker. Cute. Does that count? Yeah. That's that's pretty much the size of it at the moment. Have you been doing that? Have you been doing that park date? Have you been on the park date realness? Have you done that, the walking around the thing? <laughs> I've not been on a park. Like, when things were reopened, I had a couple of dates with um, Tinder boys. But, um, yeah, I... No, I've not done a no, I've not done a proper park date yet. I've met a couple of friends on park dates, but the thought of walking around a vast empty space with a total stranger without a drink in my hand is a little bit horrifying. <laughs> yeah, you kind of start off alone and then you end up alone but mm. with hypothermia. Yeah. And that's really no more. No more yeah. of that, please. Absolutely. We need the bars to open again as soon as humanly possible. Yeah. Um but you identify as non-binary um will you tell us a little bit about that i'm just uh i'm aware that not everyone listening to this will um maybe know someone who identifies as non-binary um what does that mean to you i mean my my definition of it which i guess is the beauty of it in a way like is probably different to other people i use the word genderqueer to describe myself because my relationship to gender is queer um and queer meaning sort of contrary to the normative oh i sounded very dissertation then but Excellent hey work. we're in this world now here um, we go so like i i don't feel defined by like what my body signifies and mm-hmm. i like hate being called a man um but my relationship to gender doesn't feel like it's one-sided or dictated by that like i'm a very feminine person in my personality but i present masculine like the majority of the time that always like felt weird to me and I never felt able to define it and then I made like amazing friends who spoke to me about being non-binary and all of that and it it all of a sudden kind of clicked for me a little bit and I still like I'm still figuring out what that means I use the phrase genderqueer more than Mm non-binary um because that feels right to me like I define my sexuality as queer because like it's contra to what the straight is um so i feel like 
whacking gender in front then like helps my headspace and my pronoun like i use they he as my pronouns because i have a preference of they but i acknowledge like i do acknowledge what i'm perceived as it's all a bit of a head fuck i'm still working mm. it out a little bit um and i think that's the sort of beauty of your identity is it's never fully fixed it's slightly fluid and we through growing up through learning and stuff we find who we are and I that's why I do I love being queer because I love that part of our being an identity like it shifts and what's queer now won't necessarily be queer in 10 years time um mm. which is like I just find so fascinating so I'm still figuring out what it means to me and how how that positions and places itself in the world and how I present that as well mm-hmm. um is something I'm still getting to grips with a little bit but yeah that's a little gender queer old me i think summarized in a ramble yeah no completely and that's become an important part of your your work by the sounds mm. of things like that kind of like queerness has become part of what you do as well as who you are is that right yeah i i like made a stance this year that the work i produce will be queer the work i make will be queer in some way because there is there's so much like especially in musical theatre despite its queer attraction like there is so much straight and it's a bit boring and like i i've come to understand my identity through seeing people be visible seeing representation on screen and stuff and there's still such a long way to go like i read young adult queer fiction because i know like if i'd read that when i was younger and figuring out my sexuality it would have helped tenfold Mm. um so like it's very important to me to be amplifying queer voices at every turn um and using sort of the privilege and what i can offer to amplify and platform those um incredible voices and stories that are more than the i'm coming out and it's emotional or i'm gay and now i'm gonna die like it's sort of moving away from those stereotypes we have seen queer representation be for the past gosh knows how many years and sort of shift it into a more accepting way um that's my soapbox but i'm going to abandon it and be a like be a viable citizen and stop being unviable by reshifting representation across tv film and theater Mm-mm-mm. yes yes stop it as soon as possible please um we've got to get on with the quiz and we've got to find you a real proper job yay <laughs> um okay my next question to you is i like taking responsibility for other people mm. how are you at that how are you at that? Sorry. Hello. Good morning. Good afternoon. Oh, let me just do that again. How are you at taking responsibility for other people, Matt Powell? I love it. I love supporting. <laughs> I like it. It's part of my job. I'm an, I develop artists. Like I love so help being there for people, supporting them wherever possible. Yeah. Mm. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, okay. Brilliant. Well, um, We're going to fast forward through the rest of the questions now, and then we're going to narrow it down. Awesome. Okay, Matt Powell, you have answered 40 questions, Mm -hmm. ranging from strong agree to strong disagree. And now I have three industries from you to choose between. Oof, okay. Your first industry is business and finance. Yay. Your second is manufacturing. Yay. And your third... It's law and legal. Fun. (laughs) What are you going to make of that? 
<laughs> we're going to throw manufacturing right out the window. <laughs> Not to devalue anyone's career. Uh, just want to preface that before I get cancelled. Um, <laughs> legal and law. See, I, I had a life in business and admin bef- like alongside theatre. I was a HR rep for a while. I've been mm. a facilities manager. I've mm. I've done pretty much most office job under the sun. Mm-hmm. I want to be a lawyer. Let's go legal and law. Yeah. Fantastic. Great. Okay, legal and law it is. There are three follow-up questions in the category of law and legal. And um, the first one is, are you comfortable talking through things with other people so that they understand? Yes or no? Yes. Second question. Do you think you are good at staying calm under pressure? Yes. Or no? (laughs) (laughs) It depends. I really... (laughs) Oh, oh, I mean, there are some stories that would say no, but I would like to think... I I will say yes, because I have got better from a few earlier moments in my life where I have not dealt well in a stressful situation. But of recent, yes. No, yes. I will confidently say yes. Yeah. Okay. Screw the past. You know what? Go for it. I'll put yes with a question mark. Um, Are you able to control your emotions even in difficult situations? (laughs) Does completely emotionally shutting down, like, to deal with the situation and then going home and crying into wine mean yes? I, you know what? I don't think I can tell you. Yes. In the moment, yes. It's just like long-term baggage that we shove, we shove and we shove and then I'll just wine it out. Literally. (laughs) Yeah, I can understand that. Um... It's an interesting one, isn't it? Directing like that, you end up doing a lot of like carrying. Yeah, I I described what I do to someone and it's probably gonna sound a bit dramatic, but hey, hey, like I described it as like you're pushing a boulder up a hill and like, or you're pushing several boulders up a hill and you're wait, like you're working with people that push, like help push the boulder. Mm-hmm. But sometimes someone will pull you back and like allow the, like that could be gatekeepers or a difficult person or whatever it might be they pull you back so you're then like having to re-push it again so it can be quite exhausting but the momentum is always the same the end like the end goal is always the same we're all trying to achieve the same great thing so yeah pushing yeah. a isn't that a sort of isn't that a really depressing myth about a man that put, pushes a boulder up a hill and gets squashed by it is that a thing it, it probably is and it's like a, it's like a roman freak myth it's like, <laughs> like he's trying to push it up the hill but it always falls back it's yeah. existentialism maybe i think it's Sartre. Very... yeah so <laughs> i might stop using that metaphor <laughs> then if that's what happens at the end <laughs> i think we get up to the top and we build a statue but like no okay we're just gonna yeah. die I'm, great sorry right, i'm gonna be a lawyer it's fine it's you'll fine. be fine okay well actually you've now answered all your questions and i can tell you what your job's gonna be yes are you Can't ready wait. so ready well after 43 questions matt powell oh i've gone really radio four here Ooh. we go matt powell i can reveal that you are going to be a bailiff What's a bailiff? That's a really good question and we're going to find out right now. Hang on. 
Bailiffs visit properties to collect debts, serve court documents, and give notices or summons. No! I think you might be a villain. I think... (laughs) I'm like, I'm a six foot one, like, queer, queer body that's like not intimidating in the slightest. Give me the money. Give me the court document. No. Oh, okay. Bye. Well, I'm afraid it's written in the stars now, Matt. Um, I can't believe that you got bailiff. That's I thought you were going to get barrister. Yeah. Or like lawyer. Or like, I thought you were going to be like Maxine Peak in Silk or like one of the, yeah. the good wife, Alicia Florek. I thought you were going to have one of those moments. No, no. No, <laughs> no, no. You you get to be the what? What presumably are like the like bouncers of the law. I well, I am shook. Um, I just feel like they've really understood you. Yeah. I just and I like that you've been cast as the villain of this story. Great. Great. Um. <laughs> I feel like if I went business and admin, it would be like HR representative, which would be fitting and true. But like a bailiff. Although I was just looking, reading it and um, it says that with experience, you could move on to a supervisory role and lead a whole team of bailiffs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh. This is wow. <laughs> Bailiff team leader. <laughs> what do you do for a living? I coordinate people destroying people's lives. Oh, I, I wanted to like be a lawyer to stand up for the for the mistreating and like fight equality rights. Now I'm just gonna barge down your door and ask you to pay your council tax. Yeah. Um it's probably worth saying at this point that I'm sure bailiffs are a vital and important part of the legal absolutely absolutely yeah I'm I'm I I just like the thought of me doing that I do not see um I'm gonna I'm gonna call Rishi and be like no um okay I can't (laughs) this is one of my absolute favorites um Fantastic. I am, well, I'm, you know what? I'm so glad I could help you today. Thanks. I'm so, so grateful. And um, I really recommend that you go and look for some bailiff openings uh, really as soon as possible. Great. Awesome. I'm, g- I'm going to get on it. I'm going to get on it. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on, Matt. Um, before I let you go, is there anything you'd like to publicise? Can you let us know, like, what's going on have you got any projects in the pipeline i mean it sounds like you've got about 55 but if you could whittle it down (laughs) what should we be looking out for um so i um can be found on social media at matt powellicus where i basically publicize all the stuff i'm doing at the moment i'm mainly developing some new shows through my production company at mp theatricals um where you can find all sorts of digital performances hours of free stuff and loads of bits going on um i'm also video designing a short west end show um at the end of may which is really exciting so all the details of that will be on my social media um yeah which is bonkers um that that's happening but yeah all of all of the things going on uh but yeah um mainly at the moment developing and cooking some exciting 
new shows up um, that you'll hopefully get to see over the summer and autumn of this year. Wow, that's um, unintelligibly exciting. And there's a website as well, isn't there? There is www.matt-powell.co.uk. Fantastic. Well, thanks so much for coming on, Matt. Oh, thank you so much. It has been it's been such fun. I'm like so glad. I now know I'm going to be a Bailey. <laughs> Um, well, this has been another episode of Utterly Unviable. I've been your host, Sam Wolf, and my guest was the musical theatre creative um, and many, many more labels besides Matt Powell. Um, this episode was executive produced by Larry Spear. It was produced by Natasha Mallet and graphics were by Phil Holmes. Thanks so much for tuning in. Don't forget to rate.